You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike of us. Yo, Joe. How are you? I like that. Yo, Joe. It rhymes. So, we got a guest here today. Oh, we do. We do. And he's hanging out as just himself. Not here representing. No represent. He's the- <laughs> what a- well, well, actually, I what think he was, is going man? to be representing an organization some. He is? I'm, yeah. Oh. Which I'm, I might for a minute or two. Yeah. For a minute or two? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can do that. But uh, just to let everybody know, he is officially here as Mike Vance. Just that. Just that. Just Mike Vance. Thank you. I appreciate that. And he might be having a conversation about something else important to him. Okay. Right? That. That was the plan. See, I have no script. I have. I don't even really know why I was invited. I just was walking down the street one day, and they said, hey, we need a guest for Morrowology. <laughs> I thought there was going to be cheese sandwiches or something, but there's really no food here. So I, There's not. And it's, it's a little it's disappointing. Hot. And it's very hot. In the street. Very you hot. were supposed to bring snacks. You weren't oh. told that? Oh, we didn't no. tell you. Oh, no. Okay. Oops. Our bad. Yeah. <laughs> the Dickens, you say. Oh, a Christmas Carol. At 1 p.m., anxiety and stress release ways to personal peace. That's going to be at the People Place in Cardington, and that is, uh, let's see, uh, 109, and that's right That's right there at the the light in Cardington, I believe, the People Place. Okay. And uh, take your word let's for see. it. Okay, take my word. It is $65 if you enroll by Monday, July 11th. That is... The day that we're recording, so you've already missed this registration. <laughs> uh, it's $80 after that. So, I mean, you just save, what, $15 if you sign up early? But this could be a reminder to those, to those that did pre-register to, to be there. Yeah, so, um, oh, they have a primal health coach there. Her name is Michelle or Mick uh, Mangione, I believe is the name, and she's a Ph.D., She's the facilitator for that. As his worry, fear, panic, would you like to feel calm and productive, getting things done with pleasure and confidence? In this workshop, you will learn how to master stress. You will sleep, digest, function, and feel better. Small group size for an individualized and supportive experience. So it says DM the people place today. We got a picture of uh, super... Supergirl up there on that. So that's in Cardington. Let's see. And you can find all of these folks on uh, Think Local First, the Morrow County, Ohio page. Uh, UTB and MTO Live at Hidden Lakes. That sounds like it's going to be a uh, couple bands, to tell you the truth. Hidden Lakes is usually a private campground. But just tell them that you uh, at the gate that you are here to see Under the Blood. That must be the band name. And they will let you in. Uh, so it sounds like they're trying to get some, uh, oh, Monarchs to Oblivion and Under the Blood. So they're bands. Um, so that'll be an opportunity. That's uh, Saturday the 16th at 6 p.m. at Hidden Lakes Campground. That's 5248 Township Road 108 in Mount Gilead. Let's see here. What else, Mike? Do you have anything? I do not. Just a reminder that the uh, Morrow County History Center is open on Saturday or on Sunday afternoons from two to four. So uh, please uh, stop in and see the um, historical 
displays and uh, enjoy the history of Morrow County. Thursday, July 21st at 6 p.m., the Herb Garden Make and Take from the Ohio State University Extension Office at in Morrow County here. This event is going to be actually at Bunker's Mill Winery. Hmm, we've talked a lot about those folks, and uh, we're trying to get them on here. Join the OSU Extension and Morrow County Master Gardener volunteers at the Bunker's Mill Winery in Cardington for a fun night of learning about herbs. You will get to make an herb container to take home, and you will get to enjoy a food demonstration about using herbs uh, in dips and beverages. Hmm, that's at 102 East Main Street in Cardington. Um, sounds like a good time from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And that's Thursday, July 21st. So that's, uh, more than a week away. And then Bad Axe Music Fest, July 29th through the 31st. Um, that's in Fredericktown. It's, uh, 5650 State Route 314 Fredericktown. They have a whole bunch of, uh, bands and stuff there. So check that out. Um, the Midsummer Market at Goodman Stock Farms. That's Sunday, July thirty first at eleven a.m. And uh, you know we're coming up on. We're going to be talking about pumpkins here real soon. Yes, we are. Uh, Smith's Country Corner Grand Opening and Ribbon Cutting is September tenth at ten a.m. So that's going to be coming up. I didn't get my pumpkins planted in time this year. Actually, I didn't get them planted planted at all. And why did you say didn't get them planted in time? Well. It was a mistake, but don't tell my wife. She doesn't know okay. that I make mistakes. Okay. Well, you know, if you still have the seeds, you can actually just eat pumpkin seeds. So you can. Oh, they're good. I could yeah. put them I in the could. oven, a little salt on them. Oh, they're delicious. You know, last year I was able to give all of my nieces and nephews a pumpkin for Halloween. So there are fourteen grandkids just on my mother-in-law's side. So I had. They were some big. I mean, they were they were pretty good size. So. Anyway, that's pretty much all I've got. Uh, Susical the Musical is coming up June, or I'm sorry, July 29th, 31st. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Mount Gilead High School. Tickets are on sale now at morrowlittletheater.org. Uh, you can get on and find those. Of course, we are the cheapest live entertainment in Morrow County because we're the only live entertainment in Morrow County. Uh, that's so $12 for that. And uh, this is our first real big production. Um, since COVID coming back. so And this has been three years into making this show. So mm-hmm. we're excited about that. It's going well. Lots of new faces in there. So, all right, Mike, miss anything? Uh, I think that's, that's all I have for now. Okay. Mike, anything? Anything in your world? Uh, as far as local announcements, just one quick thing, if I could use a, uh, a, a community service moment here. Sure. Uh, just to be on the safe side. Uh, American Red Cross, we have uh, set a new goal uh, for Morrow County. Um, just so everyone knows, we are looking to recruit two people from four different communities in Morrow County. We need a couple of folks from Mount Gilead, from Iberia, from the Marengo area, and from Cardington. Uh, we would like to have four people that, w- I mean, a total of eight people that would be interested in taking disaster response training for the American Red Cross to be able to respond to local emergencies. This would be everything from single-family fires uh, to area flooding, winter storms. Uh, who knows? You might even have a windstorm from time to time. I mean, I know it hasn't happened for a while, but it's possible. Um, so, again, keep that in mind. If you would have an interest in learning more, uh, reach out to the local American Red Cross office here in Mount Gilead. Area code 419 
946-2811 for more information, or you can email me, michael.vance at redcross.org. That that sounds interesting. Um, It's interesting, and it's very important. You know, Joey, one of the things, and I know we've we've talked about this before, but in post-COVID, one of the things that the Red Cross has been struggling with in a lot of communities is having enough people that are trained to respond mm-hmm. to local emergencies. As, you know, like we had, we had kind of mentioned a, a little bit ago, uh, during the windstorm, we had a lot of people that contacted us saying, hey, is there anything I can do to help with you know, any local family needs? Uh, yes, there is, but we really need you to have the training. Uh, we need you to register as a volunteer. We're not allowed to dispatch people to emergency scenes that are not registered as trained American Red Cross volunteers. Here in Morrow County, it's critically important. Um, How long would it take somebody to get certified for you, for you guys, um, or you know, trained? There's there's options, but a typical disaster response person, uh, it would probably take you maybe a week if you did a couple of classes an evening. The cool thing, Joey, is you can actually take the training online. You can take it at your convenience. Um, you're probably looking at about fifteen to twenty hours, give or take. Uh, just to give you the orientation. And then actually, that's just the orientation. Your training really begins when you actually are on a response team. You would be partnered with an experienced you know, person that has done those type of responses before. Um, but we need, we need folks that have the background. We need people to, to, to be ready because we, while we appreciate the calls of a lot of people wanting to help when something, you know, a natural disaster happens in our community, the fact is... We would appreciate it a lot more if you were prepared. Yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense. Hey, I'll give you a name. Mike Wilson. Mike Wilson? Yep, sign him Yeah, up. okay, okay. Yeah, we do. I already have the contract. If you could just stick a pin in his finger so that he could sign it. For the blood, yeah. Um, we're going we're gonna to go with that. So, <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. He is sitting over there reading Stan Sipes' <laughs> notes of what he's about to go over <laughs> for her. And he's totally ignoring us. I th- that. In the words of my girls, and I have no idea where they learned this, but I know what show it's from, they are going, how rude. (laughs) Well, nobody would have known if you wouldn't have brought it to their attention. Yeah. Uh, So, no, we we do not take anybody into the Red Cross team against their will. Thank you for the attempt, Joey. I do appreciate it. But, uh, uh, again, you know. Can you just take him? You don't have to take him into the Red Cross. Can you just take him? (laughs) Wow. Wow, I think we're opening a completely different issue here. Is is there something we need to work through, gentlemen? I have had some uh, mental health training, if if that's of any. Uh, he's I only had health. Yeah. he's only had a little mental health. I don't <laughs> think he's good enough for us, not yet. He needs. You probably need a doctorate and beyond for us. Well, yeah, Harvard was beyond my uh, my scope. Or yeah, mine too. Yeah. So, uh, what else? Anything else? Uh, you know, see any good movies recently? <clears throat> You know, where would I go? I'm trying to think. You know, it's so hard to find to you know to have a venue where you could actually I hear go you're and at enjoy. the movie theater every Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Yes, as a matter of fact, I, every time I go to the movie theater, I see a good movie at the Capitol Theater. And uh, a quick little plug: I am really excited being a Marvel holic. Not sure if that's a word or not, but it should be. <laughs> it is now. Um, very excited about uh, the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder. I think we're going to have some really good crowds, but make sure you mark your calendar. It's going to be there for two weeks, I believe. Um, should, be, should be a lot of fun. So a lot of people don't know that uh, it's hard to get movies, and it's, the contracts are really weird. 
Disney makes us hold movies for three weeks usually when we have Disney movies. However, um, so Thor came out, has it been out a month? Two weeks? Something like that. Anyway, uh, it's really strange for Disney to open up a movie. Um, And we had already, we wanted Minions and we wanted Jurassic World. And in order for us to get Thor, we were going to have to ditch those movies and piece together something just to get this one movie. So we decided we were going to do that. Well, um, I got a call Friday afternoon about 1, I think, and it was our booking agent. He said, hey, Disney has decided that they are going to open up Thor, uh, which is very unusual. Normally, you have to wait until after they complete their first run um, for you to take the movie if you want it. And I'm like, well, yes, 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 we do. So we're getting it. It's really weird. You know, you would think that... uh, you know, we would be able to go through and say, we want this movie, and we want this movie, and we want this movie. That's, I mean, it's, that's what we like to do, but that's not the process that uh, we get through. Because we actually had um, uh, Paul's A Fury lined up for this coming two weeks, but that's not going to happen because we were able to get Thor. So that movie we'll, we'll try to bring back later. Um, but we try, we're trying our best to get, you know, get them here, get the, the cool movies here. Uh, the the hits, uh, but it's difficult because we're only a one screen movie house, and they won't let you show movies. Split them, as they call. Um, it's very rare for them to let you split. Like if I have Thor, I can't show a Paramount movie um, that same weekend hmm. at all. I can only show a Disney movie if they allow me to split it with another Disney movie. It's really it's it's difficult. Yeah. And it would be hard to watch, right? If you have the split screen and one movie's on half the screen and one movie's on the other half the screen, it would be very difficult to absorb the plot from both movies, I understand. So. You invited him. Well, so, I mean, technically, if you think about it, Frankenfurter is a Disney princess because, you know, they bought Fox. So could you imagine watching, like, Frozen and... and um, Rocky Horror Picture Show at the same time? Like, that would be really weird. Wow. But you may think about that this Halloween, Joey. Actually, that may be that may have some potential there. That might, you know. Hey, kids, you watch the left screen. The parents can watch this screen. And Mike's cell phone goes off. Jeez, I tell you. I thought I turned it down. <laughs> it vibrated the whole whole thing here, the whole uh, table. Um, let's see. I'm looking to see if there's another one, another event here. Um, oh yeah. Oh no, that's already passed. Never mind. Never mind. That one had already passed. Um, So, Mike, did you get a chance to uh, see or hear any of Freedom Fest? Uh, No, I didn't because uh, I was was working at the uh, Capitol Theater Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) And Sunday night, I was just tired. (laughs) So, Sunday night, I was tired. Okay, Sunday night they didn't, but Friday night. I guess I could have gone Friday, but I didn't. It um, It was a good time. Friday night, uh, you know, with Crowder and um, Nate Williams is a local guy, and his band. They're from uh, what is it, North um, North Woodbury Church? Oh, really? Yeah, I think they're okay. from out there. They were there. Uh, local artist uh, Lindsey Warner um, sang and opened the show, and um, so she's also from Broom Sisters, and. Uh, so we'll go to her ad here. It's perfect placement. Sure it is. Have you heard about Broom Sisters of Morrow County? It's a cleaning company run by local ladies. 
The Broom Sisters of Morrow County offers a fast cleaning service with low rates, specializing in, but not limited to, cobweb removal, potion cleanup, and cauldron scrubbing. You can find Broom Sisters of Morrow County on Facebook, or you can call them at 740-262-5804. You can also email them at broomsisters88 at gmail.com. And uh, then Saturday night we had um, Justin Moore as the headliner. It was a good time. I did not see any of the concert. I was backstage from time to time. I was, you know, out and about. I really didn't see much of the concert at all. Got some really cool pictures. Um, we sent a drone up to take pictures um, so we could see and check the layout, you know, for next year. And um, it looks like Freedom Fest is going to happen next year. And I got I uh, got the opportunity to see the list of potential artists for next year, and um, if any of them on that list come, it's going to be a really good time. Some some big names out there, so good time. All right, Mike, are we ready to hit uh, hit your uh, flashback? Are you ready for flashback? I am uh, seat belted into my seat before we take this treacherous journey. All right. Hold on. The flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Now open every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. So that was a new ad for you guys. Yes, it is. Very good. So, uh, all right. What are we talking about? Hey, we're talking about Prohibition back in the 1800s. Early 1900s. Nobody's drinking on the job then. So, uh, well, yeah, not not publicly. <laughs> All right. But uh, I do have some notes here from uh, our friend Stan Sipe, and I'm going to read part of this and uh, then go back to a couple of old newspaper articles uh, referring to that as well. And according to Ken Burns' PBS miniseries, Prohibition, a woman's whiskey war was begun in eastern Ohio in early 1874. It didn't take long for the women of Morrow County to take similar action. In the early 1890s, a local chapter of the Women's Christian Temperance Union was established. The WCTU was active in the county until the late 20th century. That sounds like a radio station call number. W. WCTU. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, it's just shy of a letter, but <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> Moving back along here. Um, Francis Murphy, nationally known orator on the evils of alcohol, held a week of temperance meetings in Mount Gilead during May of 1895. Many who attended these Murphy meetings signed, <laughs> signed temperance pledges and were presented with blue ribbons, which signified a promise not to take a drink. There were three saloons in Mount Gilead in 1900. Seven years later, there were nine countywide, all dispensing spir- uh, spiritious libations. Say that again, please. I'm kidding. Don't. <laughs> oh, Mr. Sipe, the words he uses. On September 28, 1908, a special countywide election was held to settle the wet or dry question. By a majority of 2,181 votes, the sale of intoxicating liquors in the eight saloons in Morrow County, was prohibited on that day. At that election, 80-year-old Jacob Lyons of Washington Township, who was suffering with a fractured foot, 
was driven to his polling place, Lyons crawled on all fours into the precinct where he cast his vote for temperance and left on his crutches. Celebrated saloon smasher Carrie Nation had a Morrow County connection. Several times she visited Iberia in the early 1900s to call on her ex-husband, David Nation, who lived there with his daughter. Like anywhere else, Prohibition opened the door in Morrow County to a long and prosperous period for bootlegging. Now, there were um, meetings in Morrow County. AA meetings? <laughs> no. Um, concerning, <coughs> excuse me, concerning uh, temperance. Uh, this is uh, from the Morrow County Sentinel, March 12th. 1874. Um, 1874. 1874. Wow. Yep. Okay. The assault commenced on, on last Thursday. Glorious success of the ladies. The knees of King Alcohol smoting together. Whiskey poured into the gutters. As announced by us last week, the noble women of Mount Gilead and vicinity have com- uh, commenced their crusade upon the whiskey holes in this place. The first business meeting was held at the Methodist Church on Monday evening when the following committee were appointed to commence the work. And I'm not going to go through all those names because most people have no idea who they are at this point. But, I think uh, they're all dead by now. There were, I would presume, yes. <clears throat> there were pledges that people could take. I'm going to read a few of those. Uh, the woman's pledge was, we the undersigned do hereby pledge ourselves from this time forward to discontinuance in every proper way, the manufacture, sale, and use of alcoholic spiritus and malt liquors. That's a hard word to say. We also pledge ourselves to faithfully abstain from the use of the above-named liquors, either in cooking or as a beverage. Here's one for the general uh, citizens. We, the undersigned, do hereby pledge ourselves from this time forward to discontinuance in every proper way, the manufacture, sale, and use of alcohol, uh, spirits, and malt liquor. We also pledge ourselves to faithfully abstain from the use of the above-named liquors as a beverage. Now, here's one. Now, where, where was this? Um, there were some others here. Where'd they go? Oh, here's the, here's the saloon keeper's pledge. Well, that was This was interesting. Know all men by these presents that we have entered into a covenant and agreement with the Women's Executive Committee of Mount Gilead, Morrow County, Ohio, who were appointed at a meeting of the citizens held in the Methodist Church on Tuesday evening, March 3rd, 1874, for the purpose of doing away with the sale of intoxicating liquors in said town. Therefore, we pledge ourselves that we will not keep on hand or sell or give away or cause to be sold or given away to any persons or persons, person or persons, any brandy, whiskey, gin, rum, wine, ale, or beer, or anything that can intoxicate by whatsoever name it may be called, and further, we hereby, we hereby, I don't know where that goes from there. 
And anyhow, that gives you an idea of some of the pledges that people were making against alcohol. Now, I have a feeling that the saloon keepers didn't keep their pledge. I would uh, venture to say that's I would correct. venture to say that's probably right. Um, what do you think, yes. Mike? Well, I guess, I guess my question would be, and if I understand beverage history, and Lord knows that's one of my favorite topics, um, at that time, that wasn't Coca-Cola made with cocaine? Yes. yes, it was. And if it was, was that part of the prohibition, or were we, or were we encouraging people to switch from alcohol to cocaine at that time? But the cocaine was considered to be used for medicinal purposes. Okay. So gotcha. Pepsi and Coke were both a, were both medicinal, right? They weren't initially. I, yeah. Yeah. I they weren't and put into. We had our own Doctor Tuck, Tucker right here in Mount Gilead with his asthma specific. Yeah. That also contained yeah. cocaine. Yeah. I mean, I, I that, that that I think that's a very valid question. Yeah, I, I Switch from alcohol too. to coke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Mike. Here, here, oh, uh, sorry. That's okay. Oh, it's good to have a, another uh, voice in here. Um, he said snarling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I, I didn't uh, prepare really well here, so let's see what, what else we can find. Um, That's our pattern here, folks. We don't prepare anymore. <laughs> here's, here's an article about a house burned down. We are instructed that on Saturday night, 7th, this is in 1874, Seventh, uh, the dwelling house of Wilford Keys, a Peru township in this county, with all it contains, was destroyed by fire as the family was about. It is not known how the fire originated. We have not learned whether the property was insured. That has nothing to do. I was wondering. I was like, oh, is he operating it's, a still in the basement it's or something? Here in the middle of things on prohibition. That's a, that's a funny thing. The temperance movement is gaining ground in every part of the state. The ladies, God bless them, are doing a wonderful work and should be encouraged by every law-abiding citizen. We are glad to note that every respectable newspaper in the state favors the temperance or um, crusade and urges the extermination of the liquor traffic. Um, so anyhow, it was quite a thing in the... 1840s and into the 1890s and the early 1900s as well. Um, <coughs> I think me. what's interesting is just uh, just to put some age on this. This was only so that was 1874. So that was close to um, 11 years after Lincoln was killed. Yep, yep that's yeah. true. That's true. So now, okay. I don't rem- I don't know this, but I was told at one time that down if you go down uh, Main Street, uh, the north side I believe is dry, mm-hmm. and the south at the, from the monument down is wet, right? Somewhere in the square, there's somewhere like no. the end zone. Okay, that would be east and west. Yeah, I don't think it was north and south. I yeah. think Mike's right. I think was it was east, east and west okay. was the I wasn't line. sure. So I wasn't sure how that was set up. Well, yeah. there was... there was. But I heard there were bars, like, everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, Especially during the oil boom. Estel, Estel Stahl, who passed away a couple of years ago, um, she remembers when she was little, her mother told her, don't walk down that one side of the street where all the bars are. You're only allowed to walk down the one side of the street in Mount Gilead, so... Wow. 
I, hmm. I, I don't remember which side was which, so I, I really can't answer that. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think, well, that's enough on that for now. For the prohibition? So, do you know, uh, can either one of you name uh, one of the most famous duels in American history? Raymond Burr. Uh, Burr and Hamilton, yeah. Raymond Burr. Not yeah. Raymond Burr. So, yes. on, uh, July 11th, 1804, was the famous duel. And, and did Raymond Burr win that in his wheelchair, or was he out of the wheelchair, Mike? <laughs> We're, we're telling her age here, Michael. <laughs> Aaron Burr. Uh, and then uh, Hamilton did not die until the following day, so he actually died on July uh, 12th. Um, let's see here. Either one of you read the book To Kill a Mockingbird or see the movie in the movie too, I think. Yes, I think it was made in the movie. Yes. It was actually published on July 11th of 1960. Um, Just about a month before I was born. July 11th, 1945, the Soviets agree to hand over power in West Berlin. 1656, Mike, you were there. The first Quakers uh, set up there. (laughs) Their oats factory? Nope, they landed in Boston and set up a colony. Okay. (laughs) Oh, um, in 1914... Uh, Babe Ruth made his MLB debut. 1767. Let me John, ask you a question if we're doing trivia. We can. I know what, what you're going to ask. Go ahead. What team did Babe oh, Ruth play funny. for, and what position was he playing when he debuted in Major League Baseball? I'm out. Well, he was in an upright position, I believe, but you know what? Um, and which was unusual for Babe Ruth most of the time. But anyway. I have no idea. No, I don't know either. Babe Ruth was actually originally pitched for the Boston Red Sox, and he was a pitcher first. He would become a he would be getting every an everyday lineup when it was discovered that he, obviously for what he was known for, he was a great power hitter. But that was not why he was brought up to the big leagues. He was brought oh. up as a pitcher. Interesting. And wow. he was an extremely good pitcher. He actually won a World Series game as a pitcher. Interesting. I it did is. not know that. It is. Huh. You get a home run with that one, Michael. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> July 12th, 1984. Geraldine Ferraro. Recognize the name? Yes, yeah, she owns a car, car company, right? That's Ferrari. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I've got competition, folks. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I use it? I'm going to use it. Okay, here we go. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 All right, so I told you I had some free time on my hands today, so I built that. Um, Geraldine Ferraro, named vice presidential candidate. She actually was vice presidential candidate for who? McGovern? He did not win, obviously. Walter Mondale. Okay. So in uh, 1984, so before I was born, um, she was picked, and her parents were Italian immigrants. Um, and she was an advocate for uh, women's rights in Congress when she was um, given the opportunity. And of course, they re- uh, lost their race to anyone? Bueller? Um. 
Who would that have been that time? Um, Reagan. Reagan and George H.W. Bush. Bush. Yep. Okay. So they lost that. So um, contrary to what I've heard some people say, um, Vice President um, Harris is not the first female vice presidential candidate. Geraldine Ferraro was. But she's the first female sitting vice president. Yes. So she does hold that one. And I think she also has um, two other, because of her uh, ethnicity as well, she holds two other records. I mean, it's not hard when you're the first, you know, to pull in all of those firsts, right? Um, So that was in uh, 1894. And then, let's see here, there were, um, the Medal of Honor was created in 1862 by President... Abraham Lincoln, to award uh, U.S. Army vets. Um, Eisenhower, in 1957, becomes the first president to ride in what technology? Eisenhower? In an automobile. No. No. In a helicopter. Oh, okay. He was the first, yeah, in 1957, July 12th. I thought that was kind of cool. I hadn't really seen anything like that before. Um, any cool topics like that. Uh, let's go to next week and see what's coming up. Oh, look. July 17th, 1955, Disneyland opens in California. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. Uh, I can't find the mute button. Uh huh. Uh, and the people that first went to Disney, is it Disneyland or Disney World, Joe? Disneyland. Disneyland. The people that first went there now have just recently finished paying off the loan that allowed them to have enough money to go and attend. Yeah. So. Do you know how much it costs for a family of four now to go to like Disney World? I hate to even imagine what it is now. It is over $5,000. Wow. Really? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I had a, a guy that I work with, he and his family so there was just four of them they went and i think they were there a week oh for a week long a week, week long, long so that okay. was their hotel wow. their eats admission to the parks yeah wow didn't inc- i don't think it included the air fare though but yeah so that was uh that was a lot that was a lot no idea that's wow i'm not paying that sorry i'm too tight i can't i can't do it can't do it all right <clears throat> anything else do you have anything history-wise, Mike? Um, I, it's not entirely Morrow County that there has been said to be a connection, but in, um, I think it was 1984, the uh, Ohio Grassman was cited by a family in Knox County. And at the time, it was, it was thought that the habit- habitation zone of the Ohio Grassman, which is kind of the Ohio version of Bigfoot, for those of you that oh, okay. think I'm, I was gonna, I I think I'm completely out of my mind here. I was getting that blank stare. Um, so just to make the residents of Morrow County aware, there is a possibility that the Ohio Grassman, or our version of Sasquatch or Bigfoot, uh, could actually be living in Morrow County because he was, they were spotted in a neighboring county. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, this will be history before long. Um, there's uh, um, the lion's den is gone at sixty one and seventy one. Sheets uh, is going in there. Um, a gas station and 
trying to think. They have a convenience store, and apparently they've got really good pizza and stuff, too. And their gasoline is usually cheaper than other places. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going in there in that area. Um, there's another warehouse going in right behind the Duke right there down at uh, 61 and 71. Oh, this is what brought that up. I just thought about this. So la- last week, yeah, last week, uh, we stopped and ate at Ohio Pizza and Ohio Pizza and Brew, I think is what it's called, down there. It used to be I guess that's history. the Legacy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, it used to be a legacy. So, um, fantastic pizza. They put like a garlicky butter and some Parmesan cheese on the crust and stuff. Oh, it was really, really good. I had a Italian sub. It was delicious. Where's it at? It's right there at the legacy at the old old farmstead. Oh. Even before that, okay. Jack Fishburns okay. restaurant down there. Right, gotcha. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. I. Um, I would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah, it was good. And I know I like my pizza. And that was that was some good pizza. So all right, well let's head back. <laughs> Are you on stable footing over there, Mike? Oh yes. That's a rough ride every week. All right. <clears throat> What is going on? What's new? Um, I've got a couple things to share. I figured you did. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you about my blind friend that uh, borrowed money from me the other day. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Anyhow, (laughs) this blind friend of mine borrowed some money. He told me he was going to pay me back next time he saw me. I thought, wait a minute. And did you hear about my new job? You actually do have a new job. Uh, well, I do, that. but that's, I just completed my first week of working at my new job. It's a teeter-totter factory. Sure, it has its ups and downs, but for the most part, it's on the level. All right. All right, I'm done. That's it? That's it. That's all you're doing? That's all I'm doing. Okay, I'm a little disappointed now. You can get too much of a good thing. Okay. Sure. All right, Mike, what do you got? Anything? Well, geez, I don't know if I can really measure up to the whole teeter-totter thing. Uh, I mean, this is the time for, for terrible jokes or bad jokes or dad jokes. Um, you know, actually, I, I, if it's okay with you, I would like to do a shout-out uh, for our local community servant. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times our elected officials don't get the credit they deserve So uh, I wanted to do a shout-out for Mount Gilead Mayor uh, Jacob Brickner, who has done such a (laughs) fine job of uh, coordinating the cleanup after the windstorms here in Mount Gilead. Uh, and you know, and quite honestly, I'm just, it's just very pleasing to me to be a, uh, a friend of Josiah Brickner. Um, you know, who is our mayor. We're, we're really proud of the job he's doing. Uh, so when you see uh, Jeremiah, please let him know that you're proud of all of the hard work he's done over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, Josh has done a fantastic job. Uh, he yeah. was on Channel 10 recently, um, you know, uh, for Mount Gilead. Um, 
you know, I, Josh <laughs> yeah. has done a fantastic job. But it's sad, you know, when they get someone's name wrong, it's so humiliating. So, you know, so when you see Jared, make sure you tell him that, you know, you acknowledge <laughs> the fine job that he's done. Okay, so... <laughs> All right, so there's a little story behind there. For those of you who may or may not have seen it, Channel 10 came up and did an interview with Mayor... Jamie Brucker. Jamie Brucker. Sorry, I'm laughing because you're like, Jeremiah, Jared, you're like all over the place. And uh, they called him Josh Brucker, uh, and then they spelled Gilead with G-I-L-L-E-A-D. Um, and actually what's funny is in the background, it actually said Mount Gilead Fire Department because he did it right <laughs> right there. Yep. So somebody obviously wasn't um, paying attention. But anyway, um, you're right. He's He did do a, a good job of getting everything he, together. I mean, All kidding aside, and we wouldn't pick on him if he didn't have a sense of humor. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough job, and I, and, and I know the work is still underway. I mean, it's a huge mess to, to clean up, so certainly appreciate the people's patience and, and understanding that it's just, you know, it, they only have so many people on the staff, and it takes a while to get all of this stuff taken care of. But you can see every day it's, it's starting to look more and more back to normal. So, so Jamie... And yes, I do know your name. Thank you very much. We, we appreciate everything you're doing here in the community. Now, did you know he was out all night that night? I did not. He, yeah, he actually... What are you doing down there? I'm trying to tighten this microphone. <laughs> you better move to your mic because you're doing some... You're making some noises here. Uh, so Jamie was actually out with the fire department. You know, they had a high-pressure gas line, and he was out knocking on doors and helping to evacuate people, and then the storm rolled through... They evacuated folks from Dogwood Valley Campground to Mount Gilead uh, High School uh, to the gym. Uh, then they actually watched that second set of storms roll through. He was down there with the EMA and the fire chief. He was, I mean, he was in it. Um, yeah. So. He was hands-on. Absolutely. Kudos. Um, but, uh, hey, do you guys know, why don't oysters donate to charity? Because they're shellfish. You know, the only reason that we can't answer these questions, Joey, is we no longer subscribe to Scholastic Magazine uh, through the, uh, the book club. Uh, How does a penguin build its house? It glues it together. Come on. Which knight invented King Arthur's round table? This circumference. Is, it is circumference. Great Cold. job. What does a baby computer call its father? Data. Okay. Now, do you remember the uh, actor Bruce Lee? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, Bruce Lee was pretty fast, but, but his brother, Sudden, wow, he was faster. Suddenly. Ha! I'll give you that one. What does a clock do when it's hungry? It goes back for seconds. Four seconds. Goes back four seconds. Yeah, so you didn't have to explain. We got it. Well, you're both just looking at me. All right, let's see here. I know that there's And this is what killed Vaudeville, by the way. <laughs> is that what is that what it was? All right. Well, I guess on that note This is a tough audience, you know. I guess. And I invited Mike here, too. That's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got one more ad here. Let's, let's listen to this ad. You work hard. You need a break. 
Come see us at Capitol Theater Mount Gilead. Brand new movies, fresh popcorn, cold drinks, and best yet, it's close to home. Visit a local restaurant, have a delicious meal, and take a break with Capitol Theater Mount Gilead, located at the square. All right, so I did that one today on my free time as well. And Mike's on his phone, not paying attention. But anyway. <laughs> uh, ser- I was looking for more words, words of wisdom. All seriousness, uh, Mike and uh, Mike are helpers here at uh, the Capitol Theater. Thank you to both. Mike, you are a dedicated volunteer. Other Mike, you've been there for us. <laughs> when I can't you be there. You showed up, man. <laughs> when I can't be there. <laughs> That's all in the past, you know. So... Uh, Thank you, and then uh, I, get, I did get to see Joanne on sa- sa- Saturday or sa- Sunday. She oh. came in. So you can't call off one day and then come in and watch the movie the next day. Doesn't seem right, does it? It doesn't. Yeah. She, well. asked, she asked, she's like, well, did Mike do his job? And I'm like, oh, you mean riding around all day doing nothing? <laughs> she likes to pick on you. But uh, all right, well, folks, I guess that ends it for this week for the podcast. Any parting wisdom, gentlemen? Just remember, you didn't have to pay for this. <laughs> you did get what you paid for. <laughs> Mike, anything? I can't follow that up with anything. All right. Be nice, be friendly, and uh, give each other grace. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>